Welcome back to Black Hole Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of The Flash. This is season seven, episode six, the one with the 90s. Written by Kelly Wheeler. A few moments in this episode where the camera lingered entirely in an unwelcome, uncomfortable place that maybe a casual viewer may not have noticed, but it felt very palpable to me and it really messed with my pace in this episode some of the scenes I just could not I got disconnected from because of that and I'd be curious to hear if anyone else felt that same type of um pull with the camera work but that was my main critique the storyline I liked I liked all the character beats love seeing people in different outfits i love that when people just or characters change up you know which time period i was a 70s chick myself for halloween not last year when the world was terrible but the world but the year before that when there was some semblance of peace i was able to dress up like a hippie and i planned on continuing that training because it was so much fun and i wanted to try different looks Yes, for Halloween, not during any <laughs> other time. I didn't make it my look like Frost did in this episode. Now, I could be rather biased because 80s nostalgia, that that comes over me like a wave and I'm in a happy place. 90s nostalgia, I'm like, oh yeah, can we skip that? Because I don't want to go back and see those stonewashed jeans and those crazy colorful and the fanny packs. And the block, everything about it just, th- those weren't my favorite times. <laughs> Living and breathing, I don't know about you guys, but I don't have that same moment of, oh, the 90s, I'm back in the time in which I was a teenager. It's more like, oh my God, that was such a dark period. I'm not going to spill all my tea and be a Debbie Downer, but what I'm trying to say is I usually skip from 1990 until we get to the 2000s and then I'm good again. So that may have also lent to why I wasn't as, you know, immersed in the world of reliving the 90s. However, I still stand by the directional arc or the editing arc behind a lot of the scenes when they move between them so we start the episode ain't that chester's old crush natalie she's outside having some coffee talking to her friend who's saying that working at jitters is boring excuse me bitch see if this was nafisa and she was talking to her friend mimi on the phone and she was like oh your job is boring that's when nafisa would be like bitch there was a fucking black hole in here we got robbed 15 cops died what do you mean my job's boring i should be wearing a bulletproof vest and yeah this is starting to look like something from the legends of tomorrow when i started seeing the roman going around just killing people the titanic and then holy fucking shit it's a diamond yes that soundbite has been clutch for two whole weeks straight and it makes me laugh out loud (laughs) every single time that it happens 24 hours prior the speed force 
Nora is calling Barry her beautiful boy. It was kind of creepy. I'm just going to throw that out there. He's a man. Handsome man would be more age appropriate compliment if that's what you're trying to do there. But you're not his mama. So <laughs> and that was very clearly defined by the fact she's like, I'll just take my true form, which is a lightning rod. <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh at that for several reasons, but and we'll get into them. With Speed Force, Nora tells them it's uh, giving Barry all the speed that it can. I don't know if we call it can or it or she. I don't know to heal. However, he's still weak, and due to the attack from Psych and Forza, he needs to recover. She talks about how she was reborn of light and love. So that explains why last week I was like, why does it have to be Nora? Then pain from the other forces of nature that are Fereza and Psyche. They were around her and I guess beat her up and she says that they're evil. And I'm like, but all of them, why would they decide to gang up on you, Nora? What did you do? Did you walk out on your bill, ma'am? Did you was like, oh, talking on your phone, acting like you didn't see everybody putting money on the table? And they was like, this bitch thinks she really about to just walk out of here without adding to the bill. Is that what happened? But she says that they are trying to kill her by feeding on her. So is that why it absorbs the speed force every time you throw a lightning rod or whatever the case? It just absorbs it like, mmm, that was tasty. She won't survive another attack in this condition. They say they're going to protect her. Chester has built something to detect the isotope signatures that once placed around the city will tell them which force is coming ahead of time. So go, Chester. iris she knows my name i think she does boy team chesco is on the case of building the science shit iris says that they were separated at birth their first meeting i wish i had seen it pretty sure it started with them thrones though what did we just become best friends yep you want to go do karate in the garage yep caitlin comes home to her new roommate frost really doing more collage instead of art she tries to hang up something she bought and she straight up sabotages it like oh i'm gonna put my stamp on this somehow coffee and cronuts that's what chester and cisco plan to do after they finish their job of setting up this detector chester's dance was adorable and i do the same thing i think we all do like i was rubbing my tummy and do a little dance and my daughter asked me she's like why are you rubbing your tummy i'm like because it's good good it's that's what we do jester is from masonville and mentions that his grandma runk moved to central city when he was done with high school they turn on the device but it fizzes out fairly quickly they're like what why a green mist goes through them the sensor is working but they've got no phones and the van is gone and that's when they realize that green mist might have actually did something 
and then they figure out that they have been under the domed which is a horrible show when you get to season two the first season wasn't bad iris checks on nora speed force who is barry's number one bodyguard right now and asks iris how she deals with the stress of someone she cares about being in danger she admits it's hard watching someone you care about however you know you gotta have faith barry will be healed and back on the couch bbb style in no time bbb stands for barry's blanket burrito she explains it doesn't have to be something between them when nora's like you don't i I don't i get why that's hard to explain but you don't need to explain it and she says well come on with me i want to show you something meanwhile chester and cisco walk to masonville that has space jam featured at a blockbuster and they realize they have somehow time traveled really so tonight we're gonna party like it's 1998 no that no only chester thinks it's cool considering cisco's familiarity but apparently i was wrong because he and chester went and got some snacks before they decided the situation is cool they're gonna hang out but they also need to figure out how to get back home they convene on a bench and determine that it's another force that has the power to rewind time and they commit to discovering the signature to allow the team to hunt down their force foes they go to the high school and need to fit in so they swap out their clothes for some 90s fashion that literally hurt my eyes cisco looks like he's a member of el mundo while chester looks like he hangs out with the fresh pints of bel-air they didn't put on my jam though when they were strolling slow-mo up in the building this is how we do They pretend to be doing yearbook interviews. Apparently, this was the age in which, and I could believe it, nobody was actually monitoring the halls. This is before people were shooting up schools and there was actually like a whole security check before you got in the building, like 40 cops out in the back, at least one at the front desk, if nothing else. Depending on which hood you're in, there might be 50 around the corner on speed dial. Yes, you know what I'm trying to say. They could easily slide their asses in there. The one dude was like, you sound like my dad. (laughs) He's like, I'm 30. (laughs) You ain't 15, bitch. That's what I do know. (laughs) I will say not one person during them interviews was like, okay, so what the fuck is that thing beeping and why are you pointing it at me? They follow the future Bill Gates into the locker room who knows that they are in a time loop. That realization resets the day with Cisco reverting back to his age in 1998, which was seven. He says stranger danger because he doesn't recognize Chester. The Thrones brings him back though as they figure out their force is reliving this day for unknown reasons. Chester did not have his memory erased because he was holding the broken science thing that needs to be fixed and they go to a store to get the last part that they need for it however someone has already bought it 
it is chester's dad who has died the next day he's also a failed scientist and spent very much a lot of chester's childhood away from home so he believes that he loved his work more than he loved his son chester does and while cisco says well i'll be the one to go ask your father he definitely gets chester to do it instead at the loft iris shows speed force nora barry's blanket and it seems they really gonna go into the maternal area and i really don't hate it my whole argument wasn't anything to do with the actress that plays nora or the desire to see nora on the show because i think it's actually a smart move because we've seen so many father figures in barry's life we've never seen a mother figure other than when she's brought back in the speed force and cecile you know she's now that's not a role she really gonna play so i really like the door this opens because it's not only barry but iris too who has never really grown up with a mother her mother francine was away so she grew up with her father so they both have a lack of maternal figures in their life and seeing her and nora together was really nice as they talk about the fact that barry doesn't talk about his mother and she's like even with you and it's just something they don't really discuss the speed force feels guilty about this of course because it and making barry the flash and it being the fixed point that he cannot change and the fact that it keeps deciding to choose and embody his mama feels really bad (laughs) and decides to speed away to jitters where iris finds her speed four says look i feel really terrible about everything and iris says no barry likes you being here it is something that brings him happiness and it's eric wallace saying look guys it's not reinforced trauma it makes barry feel good to see his mama okay 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 there are still other options but the plaintiff rests its case plus how are we supposed to talk to the lightning explain yourself it doesn't make sense chester visits dad under the alias john boyega and i died that was probably one of two maybe no three lol moments of the episode is when he said his name was john and then boyega (laughs) he gets some insight into his father's behavior telling him that leaving him is not something he had wanted to do basically he everything he did was for his son doesn't sell him the part because he actually leaves items for his son to discover in the trash for two reasons so that he learns to be resourceful and that he discovers treasures can be found in the trash he also says everything he does is for his child that he works so that his child can have it better his daddy did care more about his son than he did his work he was doing it for him and inspired him the two then build what they need and it turns out that his father was rather a genius and they spent the day together and it was so cute when he came back to his other brother from another mother uh cisco to tell him all about it then dion 
I didn't even pay attention to this boy, Dion, reveals himself as the time god, saying, what y'all fools doing? What did he call them? Dweebs, nerds, everything he was saying was a 90s villain monologue that was both real realistic and painful at the same time he is reliving the same day over a knee injury and that could not be any more cliched of a 90s movie than that and he ends up putting the whole entire city under his green influences and that is starting to cause some clothing malfunctions as frost gets 75 Cisco tried to use the device on him, but nothing happens except him erasing it from time itself. Joe West came into Star Labs in that slow-mo music, the Cat Daddy outfit on. silly giggles because he was so like okay so this happened anyone want to explain why this happened frost is in her hippie gear and caitlin looking like nancy kerrigan iris comes in with the fro and the 70s groove music there's all kinds of music fast alive soft and slow Papa Joe gives his daughter props on the the look. He's like, oh, okay, I see you giving each other the black power symbol. And then Iris is like, Frost? Caitlin? Caitlin was like, yeah, thanks for trying. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) I could not stop laughing from that. That was the scene that I laughed so hard about because she was like, oh. And then oh and even caitlin was like yeah it's awful (laughs) we didn't have the best looks y'all was rocking y'all shit not us (laughs) i don't know what the fuck we were doing star labs is helpless to stop the time pockets appearing all over the city but chester is able to talk dion down brother to brother that he has a future but in stopping him from rewinding time He puts it in his head to start thinking about his future and the fact that he can change not only his but everyone else around him and he throws up the deuces or the green deuces before bouncing i will say i was very confuddled by this whole entire (laughs) situation and we'll get more about it at the end because i have a few questions and maybe sasha can answer them for me because i'm I'm very confused. Chester is humble in the face of his heroic save, but Cisco tells him he wasn't lucky and he's proud of him. This was another weird moment where it was kind of like, all right, why did we need to have Chester say it in front of everyone like that if they were going to have a whole side conversation about it? Because he's like, oh, I'm going to let the Flash be the one saving people from now on. And then Iris and, like, Barry, they were just nodding. And I'm like, oh, but it really, y'all didn't, y'all, y'all were fucked. Y'all 
had no backup plans chester saved the day don't let him walk out of the room thinking he was lucky but apparently they was like oh we're gonna give it to uh cisco to do and it'll be close to the hallway so it'll make perfect sense and we'll all watch and co-sign but we'll pan back to the room later it's just weird just weird scenes like that it's like why did i need it well it could have happened in the room like any other time we did not need to have it aside um he's also gonna go meet up with camilla who is heard and not seen and that's perfectly fine by me i don't need any more people that i have to focus on their story arc and i really could barely care and camilla was always the weakest link for me barry is finally recovered i'm glad he is looking fresh and clean iris looks amazing i would love to rock those jeans but me and mimi were just talking about how jeans are pretty much the devil i tried to put some on the other day i was like these motherfuckers so tight i ain't got no breathing room i need to be able to like i don't know just spandex is where it's at or some leggings some jeggings anything with an elastic band otherwise i feel constricted what was up with them looks Barry was serving iris at the end of this episode when she started inviting nora over it felt like a reasonable request right they would never family we don't let them sleep on the couch in the lounge that's not cool but you know Barry doesn't seem to be okay with that i mean his gaze was dissecting iris's brain like he could burn a hole through it and examine it under a microscope i could not figure out what it was but then i started thinking about it and i realized barry said he don't talk about his mama so the fact that barry was barely exchanging eye contact with speed force nora i think that iris is trying to get him to confront talking about his mom and she's going to use some emotional manipulation setup through speed force nora and barry picked that shit up real quick i got my eyes on you you ever have a couple that you know certain things are just off limits they don't really want to talk about it but every once in a while the opportunity arises you want to poke them with a stick because you just want to know like you tell me everything and i can't know this one thing about you it definitely was an uneasy suspicious primarily in iris's direction look that was for damn sure i um don't think that nora's gonna stay for permanent however i'm sure this is gonna rattle some some emotions and barry might have to talk to speed force nora about some of his feelings and he don't want to and he knows his wife is up to no fucking good (laughs) that's what that look was about (laughs) like i love you Uh uh-huh sure and i really can't say no because it's absolutely reasonable what you're doing i am being maneuvered and this shit is not gonna go down in my house not in my house he don't know that's iris house (laughs) he know it's iris house but he still in this moment was like i know she really ain't about to try to talk and i will say she got some she got some nerve i'm gonna be barry's advocate on this because she don't talk to him about her own emotional baggage going on she talked to him about therapy or whatever that group she was talking to last week about mirrorverse i ain't heard no conversation about that granted he had to go into the 
a coma, but still. Chester is choosing to finish what his dad started. Is he building a satellite? I'm not sure. Joe finds Frost, who really liked the hippie look so much she went to the thrift store and found it. And now she's doing knitting. She's like, I'm going to knit sweaters. Next time we see her, she's going to have 12 cats. He tells her she needs to lay low because this woman named Kristen Kramer, she's from the army, but more important, Gotham. And she's coming for you. And I know you changed. Everyone else knows you changed. But you did it without the benefit of jail time. So... It's not about money. It's about sending a message. And that concludes the episode. I think the biggest question I have is... How come Nora is an avatar for the Speed Force? However... We have Dion, who seems to be known by Chester, who was a call. Did we know he died? I'm not sure why. How does these other forces choose their avatars, I think, is my question. And what gets them chosen? Is it just random luck? But we do get an explanation of the forces. Steel Force, uh, Strength Force, and sage force from cisco nora also said that they're all evil and i'm not sure that is what my memory serves correctly um and then another aspect is what what do these forces want and how does it really connect i mean i know per what i know from the comic but i'm not sure what they're gonna change in the show so why is it that the reasonable one dion why was he able to or why did he not go beat her up like the other ones did are they aware of each other there's just a lot of questions and not a lot of answers and i'm not sure if the whole sage force like him being able to rewind time does that mean you can change things in time that may have a ripple effect in the future even though it is you know frozen in time so to speak and it seems as if he can influence the radius i like all of these types of ideas i have a theory that it's gonna these forces are eventually gonna lead back to the multiverse because i don't know how we're gonna get there i just know that we are and um i think that's about it on my feelings for the rest of this episode i'm gonna leave any lingering thoughts for the feedback first up is our queen mimi back from vacation let's jump into this mailbag What up, Christina? It's Mimi. Um, I am actually working today, so I'm pretty proud of myself that I've watched the episode uh, that I needed to watch of The Flash and last week's, and I'm able to send this off, and I'm not in the car driving, so kudos to me. But remember when I told you about all that education I had to do? Tell me why I get back 
and she gives me this checklist and I'm going through it and there's like a whole bunch of stuff I didn't do and I was like I don't remember this so I go back to the email original email I got that I thought like the package they gave me that I thought was like six pages it's 60 pages there is a shit ton of stuff I did not do I had to do not only all the paperwork and I had to take all these tests um I guess just to make sure that you aren't a stupid nurse I suppose there was six tests that I had to do and you had to get a 75% on each of them that wasn't that hard to do because I mean for my nursing school we had to get an 80% so I mean all the information I've been a nurse long enough that I I know most of the stuff and to be frank I mean if I didn't know medication because you know that's not something I'm familiar with um I literally just googled it once I know what the medication is then I know what I need to look for so that's what I did so that wasn't was fine but after I finished I thought it was 11 hours worth of education tell me why it took me 22 hours of my life to get all this stuff done and the reason I know is because they told me to keep track of it. I, I'm assuming they're going to pay me for it. That's usually how education works, but that's not the point. So I get back from vacation and in the last two days, I get back Sunday. We got home really late because our plane got delayed a couple times. So Monday I just slept. But then Tuesday, Derek had a dentist appointment. I had to get a physical for this job, like a drug screening. Then I had to finish all this assignment. It, it's been it's a rough couple of days and I really don't want to go to work today or right now but I figure it's probably not a good look to call off even though I do have a lot of vacation time left um, but they can just pay me out on that that's fine so um, I haven't been watching TV because I've been staring at a computer doing a bunch of nursing education and it's trash um, so I was able to watch last week's flash and this week's flash I'm really just going to talk about this week's flash because I don't want to be talking rambling on for 45 minutes um, but I will say between the two I definitely like this episode better I know last week was more focused on Cecile and I guess that's fine but you, her power's been getting on my nerve for a while at least when she was pregnant with um, baby Jenna we just assumed that her powers were going to go away once she had the baby. But now they're here and they're not even the same. She could hear people's thoughts. Now she can feel people's emotions. And now she's like the thinker. Like, really? I don't know. It's something when she was in that chair and her eyes turned yellow. I don't know why, but it really got on my nerve. <laughs> I was absolutely irritated. Um, I do like how she... Um, you know did help and they used her as actually beneficial that was nice um but i one thing i will say that i did not enjoy was the fact that um they had barry acting like his worst fear was savitar i was like the reason savitar scared him so much is because he was gonna kill iris like i get that they're trying to make this like you know team flash but we all know good and goddamn well that the only reason Savitar and I guess Thawne in that matter because Thawne killed his mom and his mom like you know was clearly his he loved her they were really close um and then because of Thawne he lost his dad as well and you know not to mention Zoom killed his dad um so we we know you know Barry's had some trauma but we saw what Barry looked like when Iris was dead he, that that man was broken and that should have been his biggest fear and that's what we should have seen and i i get what they're trying to do i'm not gonna be mad about it but like i said 
it just didn't ring true to me. I haven't listened to your podcast yet because I wanted something to listen to on my ride to work. But I'll see what you guys think about that. So that's all I'm going to say about last week's episode just because I missed it. Um, But this week's episode, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I do need a couple questions answered, so I'm just going to get that out of the way. And I don't know if this is something you can answer for me, Christina, or if I'm going to have to ask our guru, Sasha. So I guess for me, I always thought that these other forces were good. It sounds like maybe sage force might be a little questionable, but I thought strength force and what was his name? Time? Temporal force? I don't remember. The time god and then the strength god, goddess. I guess she's a goddess. I assumed that these were good guys, like they were like heroes. I don't know the lore of the the other forces, um, but I thought they were good. And like, does this mean that they're villains? I mean, it could be like I'm assuming when Iris may help remake the Speed Force, you know, that lightning shot of it, it maybe it hit them and that gave them powers, like any other metahuman and maybe they're just overwhelmed like the strength force like she looked like she was on steroids so i mean honestly if somebody all of a sudden got all this power maybe it just she she don't know what's happening so i don't know if i'm supposed to be like okay are these villains or these heroes that just don't know what's happening because i hate that they make everybody that gets power a villain like Barry's the only person that got a superpower and became good like oh and I guess vibe but he didn't even want to be vibe so I just I want to see some good guys you know I I, I want to see people that are not speedsters team up with Flash and they're saving Central City um, so I just need to know if they're if like in the actual comic if these are good guys or bad guys um, I know the the show is going to do whatever it wants to do, but I just need to know for for future references, just for my own personal knowledge. Um, so the one thing I mean, I, I will say Frost and Caitlin aren't terrible this season. They're not like seeing their scenes don't make me fall asleep. So that to me says something. <laughs> Usually whenever Killer Frost, well, I should just say Frost and Kate or Caitlin are on the screen, I get bored to tears and usually I'm watching this like right after I get off work so I'm falling asleep I will say that this is an interesting little plot that it's like they split I'm not going to pretend like I understand the science 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 behind you know them being mirrored whammied and then now they're splitting into people I know this sounds kind of kind of mean but I'm hoping one of them dies so that we don't have to deal with two different freaking Caitlyn's and Frost like I don't know why but that's gonna get on my nerve I'm hoping Caitlyn sacrifices herself for the team it seems like that's right up her alley everybody she loves dies she might as well die for people she loves mean or not that's just how I feel so um it has to be a reason they split them up like that um and not just a plot device it has to be maybe they're trying to get rid of one of them um, so we'll see. And an interesting twist that um, now there's a person that sounds like she's from Gotham. I tried to watch Batwoman. I after you stop podcasting on it, I have like six episodes on my damn DVR that I have not watched. And I don't even have the energy to even pretend like I want to watch it. <laughs> so um, I'm assuming it's like a like she's like a, 
they're trying to I don't, not spin off isn't the right word but they're trying to like bring the flash and batwoman together probably gonna do a crossover or something like that i would assume that's why they said she spent some time in gotham um but i guess i think that that might be an interesting plot i am sad though that you know with ralph being gone we're not gonna explore damn what was the name of that i feel like they just x that whole thing whatever the name of that secret organization that him and sue were a part like investigating i was really interested in that um they keep talking about ralph like they're gonna bring him back and i'm not saying that they're gonna replace the actor but technically if they wanted to they could they could easily make ralph dibney's face like wanted for something and then replace him with someone else because ralph is can stretch himself and morph into other people so technically he could take on any kind of face that he wants i'm not saying that they're gonna do that i'm just saying i wouldn't be opposed because the ralph character i actually liked it sucks you know that the human being behind the character was trash but i was starting to actually like ralph sue i feel like could have went either way but them together even though they were dorky i'm not gonna lie i i kind of like them together um so side note i'm just okay with if they replace ralph i know other people don't care especially you christina because you feel like there's like 100 people in star labs and it's not necessary but like i said ralph i was okay with his character um but i'm hoping that this story with caitlin or not caitlin with frost is interesting we'll see um they got to give her something to do and them being split i I'm I, I don't know how that's gonna go but we'll 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 just play it by ear um but let's talk about what I loved about this episode which was like first of all the 90s y'all don't even understand like I live like I listen to 90s R&B like that stuff came out yesterday like I live in the 90s like like the when Cisco had them Dwayne Wayne from different world glasses and he flipped them up I screamed I was like stop playing with me stop it it was great and I mean I know I've said this a lot of times but I love Chester he is so damn cute like he is adorable the way he got all like shocked and like warm-hearted and fanboyed when he when the speed force knew his name <laughs> Iris looking at Chester like I can't believe we got another Cisco when she said separated at birth I I cackled it was pretty funny the whole um Chesco <laughs> <laughs> ship name like they literally are besties like before we thought we thought uh barry and cisco were best friends but we didn't know we didn't know what what true best friends look like because cisco and and chester were made for each other like they are literally the the other person's half like it's it's ridiculous they're both smart and i was really worried that when chester came that they were going to replace him with cisco because he's a smart guy he's a person of color let's just let's put him in place of it but the fact that they're together and they're teaming up and they work really well together i love it and i loved how when we're watching this episode you know there's like a side plot where we got a little bit of chester's backstory because i was not expecting that so i was really happy to see that we we got to meet chester's dad because i was wondering why he was living with grandma grandma crunk like where your parents at 
um you know a lot like a lot of black children have grown up with grandparents it happens um but that doesn't mean that their parents aren't around you know so it was good to see that we know his dad died in a car accident and his dad was really smart and apparently he was working on something that chester wants to take over so it'd be interesting to see what that is i also love how um chester uh decided um you know he was going to talk to his dad and we got to see that interaction um i really i really don't understand like (laughs) the whole time god how he thought reliving the same day was going to be like fun like dude you know what really happened like how is this good for you (laughs) i don't know that whole villain plot was just stupid as hell like you can go back at any time and you want to be yourself okay i get it but why not go to a time and make yourself famous like you can't change what happened that day but you can maybe go back like and maybe choose to not be a salesman for cars like maybe you can do something else like you know what's about to happen you know how you recover go from there like seriously that was a stupid ass plot i he was dumb like the the actual time god he really was a lame living in living in that time loop like a loser um i think that's all i have to say about that i really like this episode it's very interesting the other thing that i will say is i love how black chester is like for real he (laughs) he make it known that he's black and he's so and he's unapologetically black he be saying black stuff all the time and you could tell like from the way iris grew up you could tell she's like me she's like a suburbanite like she never grew up in like the inner city she didn't you know what i'm saying but you could tell chester like there's different type of black people everybody knows that um and chester's like black black like he grew up in the inner city he grew up digging through trash and finding things that he needed because he didn't clearly didn't have the money to go buy it like i love that i love that we're getting to see different people of color in this show um and they just keep going with the daggone um diversity like all these characters people of color i'm curious to know why camila hasn't been in anything I can't say that I really care. I'm just curious, like, what the actress is doing. I really don't care for her and Cisco's relationship, but it seems like she's here to stay. So we're going to have to be dealing with her. Also, Joe and Iris, when they were back in there, like, (laughs) you know, I guess he was he was in a zoot suit. I think that's like the 40s for Joe and Iris who had the afro. I was like, okay, I see y'all. That was dope as hell. Um, the other thing is like so i'm assuming killer frost likes rap music that was funny who is in charge of the music is clearly it's a person of color is all i'm saying um i think that's all i have to say um i didn't write a lot of notes because i was really interested in the show so i was and i was didn't feel like moving um but i'm really excited about seeing this podcast i'm happy that i'm actually included this time So um, I'm going to end it here. So until next time, love, peace, Harry, and Black Girl Magic, Queen of the Couch, Mimi out. That was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. You certainly were missed. Six from 60, that's a lot of pages. Um, <laughs> I would hate it. I've got 12 weeks of training to look forward to starting in another week. 
So, I mean, I can't imagine, you know, how I'm going to feel after that. And yeah, Cecile was a psychic and then she became an empath and we're really not supposed to ask any questions. And I think we've already beat a dead horse to death on what we feel about Cecile's powers and how they really should have went away with baby Jenna. But it is what it is. Uh, can we ever talk about Iris killing? Because I was thinking about this like about a week or so ago and they were talking about how you shouldn't kill and I was like man they're never gonna talk about Iris putting two to the back of Barry's um head I'm just gonna say hey because it sounds better than back <laughs> what we do know is she deaded at him and we never speak about it she hugged him and everything like what he wasn't real but he was and we just never that topic of conversation is never to be addressed the Steel Force is a question mark. He's the one, the Dion. The Psych Force, he was the guy that was trying to joker it up. I mean, according to Nora, they're supposed to be evil. And maybe that's just what the show is trying to tell us. It's definitely given us that thus far. But what I recall is the Sage Force was more like a gray character. Not really evil, but not really good. The strength force definitely was supposed to be heroic and then both avatars or all of the avatars the the strength force sage force and the steel force do get out and they're made or yeah they have to fight barry they have to fight the the speed force and maybe that's what it is that norris just keeping that information to herself i'm not quite clear on how they're going to put out this story but in the show Nora has stated that they're all evil and I'm with you it would be nice to see someone show up and they just be a goofy person that needs more Barry's attention from mischief versus you know or they need to stop a bad guy but you know harry's or barry's supposed to be the only good guy in the bad guy situation i i I get it they've used it before where we've had some good guys but it's definitely sporadic but if you then i I go back and swing it back and forth because they just had abra last week where he was a bad guy and then he died saving barry's life so eh. um there is no science in this show. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't even know what you were talking about. I just know I wrote, there is no science. <laughs> and I will say by using Gotham, they're just connecting the universes. I don't think they're going to do a crossover anytime soon. Batwoman show, I thought it was canceled. And then they said, it was, I don't know. It's a whole mess over there. And I'm pretending like it doesn't happen the way I pretend Supergirl's not there or Legends of Tomorrow or Arrow or anything else that is on the CW roster except Charmed. And there, um, the Black Hole, they were decimated by, pretty much they were practically wiped out by Eva and Destiny's Child. So Sunshine and the other one that we never saw again. So I, I don't suspect that. I mean, it's always possible we'll get a reappearance of them they could be on other earths but i do recall a line of dialogue that eva pretty much wiped them out and carver was behind the central city 
base camp. So even if Black Hole is other places, it ain't Barry's problem anymore. And I was sitting here like, but what did Ralph really bring to the team? Because stretching powers suck. And yeah, okay, you liked it. Teach their own. I think the forces is somehow going to bring back the multiverse. I think I mentioned that earlier. I do live in 90s music. I may not love everything about the 90s, but I'm, I'm right with you. Them baby makers, you know what those are. That's 90s R&B. We call them baby makers where you just put song by like you put what? Um, I'm trying to think of my playlist right now. <laughs> I put me on the spot. We got some 112, you know, some sweet love, maybe some, um, some Cupid. Then you throw on some Jagged Edge, got that Promise, the remix. Then you might uh, put on some Shy, If I Ever Fall In Love. You know, then we put on some Silk, Meeting In My Bedroom. You know what I'm trying to say. These are all songs to make you get pregnant. Okay, that's why teenage pregnancy was on the rise during the 90s. (laughs) I have no statistic to back that up. And yeah, my nephews live with their grandma too. That is very much a sad reality because a lot of people, the parents, they're working. So it becomes, you know, grandma, you're living with them or you're actually spending so much time that you practically live with them because it becomes, the grandma becomes the babysitter or sometimes the legal guardian in their case. And then, yes, I will say Chester is hood black. I'm West, I'm a little, I'm not quite suburban, but I'm definitely a little West side. Like I'm not East side, shit, but West side, um, that can definitely bring a little hood out and things can get, you know, just don't, it, it depends on the day. You might get the suburban, handle it professionally type of way, or you might get, you know, that husband's. It's like, um, where's the nearest weapon? Because I'm about to shake you with it. I don't care if it's a splinter. It's going up in your neck. And then something interesting, because it was mentioned in this episode, was Turtle and how Cisco and her have a thing. I'm like, wait a minute, what? (laughs) But I do know that the Turtle is connected to the Steel Force or goes after the steel force in the comics so i'm i'm curious about that if they're gonna try to make a connection but i'm i'm going off of some very very um old knowledge i i like i didn't do no research on it to uh, fact check myself so if i'm wrong don't be like oh my god you don't know what the fuck you're talking about I'm going off a of base memory and that was some time ago. So it, it could be wrong and I'm okay with that. You're allowed to correct me. Tell me, tell me what I need to say and I'll say it. <laughs> Ain't that how you feel sometimes when you get criticism? You're just like, oh, okay. All right. I'm not, a, I'm not a genius. It's only people like that get annoying. And y'all know who I'm talking about. Cause I was talking about him before when they be wrong and they really just be believing that they're right it's like no i'm right and you're like but could you possibly be wrong no all right then with that that leaves shy let's hear what she has to say about this episode 
Hey, Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to talk about The Flash, Season 7, Episode 6. Before I get into that, I just wanted to take a moment and let you know that I am enjoying my staycation. As I've stated, my teenagers are not here. So I have a quiet home and I must say it's lovely to have that quiet time. No fussing at teenagers or dealing with crazy teenagers. It's uh, such a beautiful thing. Anyways, on to this episode. I really enjoyed this one. I thought it was a fun departure from (laughs) what we typically see. In a Flash episode, for one, there was no Flash (laughs) in this episode, um, which Eric has done before. Um, Last season with the Cisco-centric episode, we didn't have the Flash in that one as well. And this one really worked um, in a different way. Um, The bromance between Chester and Cisco was really good. So what do they call him? Chesco? Um, they call themselves Chesco, um, as as Iris says, um, what did she say? Separated at birth, (laughs) something like that, those two, um, but yeah, so we get them going back in time, thanks to the, um, the Steel Force guy, um, spreading the green wave to where they were at and um yes craziness ensues um i will say that this brought back a lot of memories um i'm like thinking back like did we really look like that in the 90s was it really that colorful oh my goodness um uh yeah i thought that was hilarious and then we got montel jordan's um single his one hit wonder this is how we do it um so i thought that was that brought back memories of where i was when that song came out (laughs) oh my goodness crazy memories um so yeah we get the chester's backstory which i thought was nice and needed um since he's a series regular to understand his his where he come from and what makes him who he is and we really got that wonderful scene between him and his father and his father basically explaining you know why he does what he does which is why Chester ended up the way he ended up which I thought was really nice um we got them meeting up finally with the steel force the final force and all of the forces um Zeon and uh his obsession with the past and trying to change the past now that he has these powers but realizing that it's a, as Chester says it's this fixed point so there's no changing it so no matter how many times he goes back to um not have that injury he keeps getting that injury apparently and so then of course the other quarterback 
um, gets all the glory and he becomes a used car salesman apparently so well obviously he doesn't let it I'm assuming he doesn't let it play out that long before he changes it again so yeah um I'm very interested um since Chester's uh <laughs> um his talking the villain down in this episode didn't exactly work I mean it worked in regards to him getting rid of whatever was going on the past and the dinosaurs and all that stuff but it just seems to have led him on a different path of even more craziness so we shall see and I'm glad for that because I feel like we've been talking these villains down um this season so far and it's like okay um yeah some of them just deserve to go to jail but anyways um yes we have Nora Speed Force Nora and Iris bonding talking about Barry and all that Barry's been through while he's in his little coma thing um recovering from everything so we don't get um Barry that much in this episode which you know again it happens you know from time to time I know the show is called The Flash and we want to see The Flash but he deserves a break from time to time especially when we got all these other characters on the show um but I love their bonding I love how Iris is like parting her knowledge onto Barry even though I would think that she knows everything about Barry but I guess from a emotional aspect she's not as in the know I'm guessing or maybe her being reborn this before I'm saying she but it is trying to figure Barry out or trying to approach Barry in a different way I'm not quite sure um, because you know they did have that falling out during the blood work arc and then it died so <laughs> after the specter thing happened so <clears throat> in crisis so yeah it's been a very tumultuous uh, year and some change for this before so um i can see how it's trying to forge a different relationship with barry um to where they have that closeness i'm thinking um i'm not sure um then we get the scene of the show (laughs) iris walking in to some 70s music in slow-mo with that big giant afro I'm sorry I died I just loved it so much she looks so beautiful in that scene and it was like I said the slow-mo is what got me (laughs) nobody else got that (laughs) so I thought that was funny um what else Joe looking good in his I'm thinking he's represented the 60s or the 50s the jazz era um so of course we've seen him in that type of um outfit before but he always looks good in that look um 
So yeah, well, we'll see with um, the Speed Force being invited to the West Allen's um, loft, um, how that's going to play out. Barry looked a little bit skeptical there (laughs) about the Speed Force being invited to their home. But um, yeah, that should be a very interesting um, storyline there for the next episode. I feel like there's more going on with this V-Force than what we've been led to believe. Um, it just seems that it was interesting that what Cisco said about how the taunt or the still force um, didn't isn't trying to go after Nora or didn't try to go after Nora, unlike um, Fueza and. Um, or the strength force and the sage force actually we didn't even see them go after her either that's just what she told them is what happened so um yeah that should be interesting i feel like there's a mystery there um with that whole thing um because we didn't see it go down we just saw nora or speed force um you know dropping from the sky so i feel like there's more to that than what we've been told or what we've seen oh actually we haven't seen anything so what we've been told but yeah um this one was a really good one we got the bromance chesco and their um shenanigans and um just going through that whole thing um of them nerding out and <laughs> being brothers from another mother um and Iris loved her scenes with um, Speed Force Nora and their bonding and connecting. And I mean, it's just got to be this strange dynamic having your mother-in-law, your dead mother-in-law, you know, being this the, the face of the Speed Force. Uh, it's got to be a weird feeling, um, even though it brings Barry comfort. I'm sure it's still. Uh, is one of those things like bittersweet it makes him happy but at the same time you know it is the face of his mother um and I love the um Iris talking about the um the burrito the blanket burrito (laughs) I thought that was so cute would love to see that yes Flash can y'all start showing us some scenes of that nature that would be lovely I know it's COVID so we could be creative in that way too so um but yeah look forward to seeing what this um this whole thing with the speed force living it up with uh barry and iris and the loft and going from there so until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy all right queen enjoy that staycation i see you bragging just a little bit but i would announce that shit too enjoy it Montel had another song y'all ain't here it's called let's ride tonight <laughs> okay so it was not as great as the other song but it wasn't bad it could have been a second hit single except you know people were too busy listening to his first hit single There was no mention of Chester's mom, so I'm curious about that. But yes, it was nice to get his backstory. And you can keep secrets even from your best friend, from your partner, from your lover. Look how Iris hides her trauma. Makes sense that Barry's shoulders 
this one on himself considering all the other traumatic events that they do share together i think that it is okay and necessary to always have a part of yourself that's just for yourself and he doesn't even talk about the good times about his mother so i think that in itself you know it's one thing if okay i ain't gonna talk about how my mama died but you don't even talk about how she lived and then how you gonna disrespect joe like that he had a slow-mo too to his 40s to 50s uh outfit going on and i think that um this will lead to more about or this will lead to knowing more about the speed force i'm not sure i'm with you though i do feel as if we don't have all the information like nora's hiding something or more like holding something back and it could be the fact that she knows that barry is going to have to go up against these other forces and maybe she tried to do it in his steed but she is unable to protect him he's going to be the one that's going to have to do it i don't know but i don't feel it's nefarious the way she was crying just because she looked at a photo i think whatever her motives are it's probably warped up in some protected good or the fact that even though we had this story arc i swear to god where he let his mom go in the speed force and now you know he still has to make peace with it once again or maybe just bring out the i don't know what they're trying to do with it but it also could be something barry has to overcome or reconcile or build a relationship to make her emotionally strong enough to fight the other ones away and iris has never had a mama either i think i brought that up too in the podcast about how she herself might be selfishly liking this connection that she has to someone that she's always rather heard from and admired as the quote perfect mom and you really need to see barry in a blanket ma'am do you really need to see barry in the blanket in a burrito i thought just explaining it was enough for me (laughs) i don't need to see i i got it i get how he oh you must thought that he in that burrito with iris he ain't in that burrito with iris i got no indication like if they in a burrito they just fucking that's um that's what they call a sandwich not a burrito so um that'll do it for me if you want to join the conversation blackocouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social medias will be there as well remember to like share subscribe if you have time run over to itunes rate the podcast leave a review until next time peace hair grease and blackout magic